0: If there's one thing we've heard about the year 2021 and 2022, it's the crazy real estate market. But with that, so many of us are longing and looking for home. So what I wanted to do is welcome on a real estate agent and a good friend of ours to help to debunk the process and help you make it attainable and approachable as you look for a place to welcome people in and to open your door and fill your table. So with that, I want to tell you more about our friend today and our guest, Emily Lovejoy White. Emily was born and raised in Connecticut. She's loved living on the shoreline where there is a mix of beaches and woods for all kinds of outdoors activities. She's lived in Madison her entire life except for a one-year stint in New Orleans when she was in graduate school. New Orleans really taught her about community and she loves exploring the uniqueness of each and every neighborhood. It's where her passion for architecture and homes really began. She returned to Madison with her husband to raise their two daughters in Pomeranian. Professionally, Emily has an has experience in education, research, and sales. At seven months pregnant with her second daughter, during a pandemic, she decided to leave her teaching career of 10 years to pursue real estate full-time. When working with buyers and sellers, she uses data to inform her clients of the latest market trends paired with warmth and humor. She helps everyone feel at ease while instilling a knowledge for informed decision making. Whether it's helping buyers and sellers or even just recommending local contractors and giving smart design advice, she is extremely passionate about helping others build a future. This episode taught me so much, guys, because I have actually not been a homeowner yet. Um, We're not quite at that stage, even though we are working towards it. So it actually helps me know how to anticipate the process. So whether you are like me, kind of looking at it from a distance or you are in the thick of it, I know that this episode will be valuable for you as you find home. Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. If you are looking to buy or sell your home, then this is for you. If you are looking for a real estate agent that is hungry, committed, and accountable, then Emily White from the one team of William Ravis in Connecticut is your go-to real estate agent. Emily has lived in Madison, Connecticut for 29 years, has recommendations for local home improvement vendors, and daycare just to list a few. She's professional, determined, innovative, and shows genuine concern and care for her clients. Do you want to know how much equity you've gained in your home and what it's worth in this crazy market? Emily will do a free comparative market analysis for you. Ready to reach out to Emily today to start the process of selling your home or finding your dream home? You can reach her at 203 710 0202. And be sure to follow her on Instagram at Emily Lovejoy White for everything you need to know about things to do in the Connecticut area, home renovation tips, and of course, market updates. We have a trending alert. Dates have entered the snacking game. Not only do they taste like caramel and are full of antioxidants, they have more potassium than a banana and are low on the glycemic index, so it's a snack that won't make you crash. Julie's is changing the dating game one medjool at a time, bringing you fresh dates straight out of California in sustainable packaging that will certainly make you smile. What we love about Julie's is not only are these juicy dates perfect for any snack, they are also great in energy bites, which is my favorite way to use them, straight in the food processor with a little coconut, and I can attest to the fact that they taste like straight bites of delicious caramel. You can also use their syrup as a replacement in baking, on your yogurt in the morning, or any way that you would use standard refined sugar. Go ahead and get your own Julie's at julies, dot com and use gather 20, one word for 20% off. So I want to break this conversation into two main areas today. So the person selling their house and the person looking to buy and kind of a 101 and we'll build from there. So let's start um, first to, um, by talking to the person who's ready to get their house on the market. Um, I want to go through a few basics. So when they're looking, you know, first step, how do they find a real estate agent? What would you say those that process should look like?
1: Yeah. And it it's pretty similar for both buyers and sellers. I mean, you want to make sure that you're choosing someone that you can trust. And therefore, you're gonna like them, and you're gonna know that they have the experience that they need to, you know, get it done for you. So, doing your research is really important. Um, obviously, you want someone that's got a good reputation, um, but that doesn't always mean that it's someone who's been in the business the longest. Um, and you really want someone that's going to be honest and give you good advice about, you know, what's gonna get you the most home for your money, or if you're a seller, the most money for um, your home.
0: Yeah. Great. Is there um, like, do real estate agents ever get reviews? Like, is that a thing in this industry? Is that worth looking into?
1: Absolutely. Um, Previously, people mostly collected their reviews on Zillow, but that's changed a bit now. And probably the best way to find out who gets the best reviews and to look through those is going to be on Google Business. So if you just Google their name, they should have a Google Business page set up and you can look and sort through their reviews there.
0: Okay. That's great. And a good reminder for everyone that's had a good agent to leave a review to help them, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, To help build that bread and butter of our business.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so now we have a real estate agent. Hopefully, after going through that step, um, when it comes to preparing your house for the walkthroughs, this is again talking to the seller. What should the homeowner be um, aware of or prepare for?
1: Yeah, great question. So before a home goes on the market, you want to be working with an agent that is giving you advice on what do you need to do. Um, you know who are referrals that you can use to complete some things that will make the most sense for you, um, what renovations make sense, if any. Obviously, it's a seller's market right now, um, but the agent will walk through each room with you, talk about your color palette, what you need to do inside the house. And the biggest things are going to be decluttering and depersonalizing. And honestly, even if you're not selling your home, that's always a good thing that you can work on, Mm -hmm. as I know that you um, definitely tell your your listeners about as well. (laughs) So,
0: um, I've never heard that term, but it makes sense when I hear you say it depersonalizing tell, Mm -hmm. tell me what that looks like.
1: So the biggest thing for sellers is going to be removing family photos because you are having strangers walk through your home and they're trying to envision their lives there instead of yours. And if they keep seeing pictures of you and your family, your trips, your pets, It's going to be harder for them to envision them and their stuff there and their family there. So by removing some of those reminders and just having more simplistic artwork and mirrors up to help increase the amount of light, um, make it feel bigger and more airier, that will make all the difference.
0: It's one of those things that like, when you say it and as you talk about it, it makes so much sense, but I never would have thought it. Now... As we walk through this process, yeah, one of the things that I've heard from like preparing for walkthroughs is things like baked cookies and baked bread. Is that real?
1: That's an interesting take. Um, You know, smells are really polarizing for people. So some people may love the smell of baked cookies. And I think that smells sweet and lovely and like a well-loved home. But everyone may not feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So generally, we tell people for smells that it's really important, but you don't want to make it too offensive in in your face. So generally, we'll say if you're going to have you know, air fresheners or things. Do not choose a really floral scent. Do not choose, you know, something fruity. If anything, go for more of like a clean linen type smell and really minimize them unless there is like a bad odor that people are trying to cover (laughs) up, such as, you know, cigarette smoke or um, a, a bad mustiness. But generally when people smell things, it kind of puts you know, their radar up of, oh my gosh, what are they trying to cover up and hide from me? So wow we
0: really, okay I it. love that though. So we have the depersonalizing, the decluttering and subtle fragrance. Would you say those are like the main, main yeah. three things? Yeah. yeah.
1: Three great things. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. So, um, hopefully through this process, through a good real estate agent, through preparing for good walkthroughs, we have arrived at closing and negotiation or negotiating. Um, (laughs) I was telling you, as I was kind of like listing out some of these points, I have not been through the process yet. So I don't even really know how to ask the question. So I'm going to defer to you. What do we need to know about closing and that whole process? I have a lot to learn.
1: So even before closing, obviously we get the home ready. We put it up online. People see photos and that's really their first showing of the house is virtually online with videos and, and the pictures. Then once they come in in person, what I try to prepare sellers for is, we're going to put your house up as what's called coming soon, where people can't start to see it until, let's say, about Thursday. Then Thursday and Friday, we can have private showings so that if people want to see it one on one with their agent, they can and they can take their time to really walk through slowly. Um, and then Saturday and Sunday have big, long open houses. And I really prepare sellers. This is going to go quick right now, especially, but... I mean, if you do it right and people have the advanced notice and they're able to see everything that they need to ahead of time... you should have offers by that Sunday. So I prepare them. You should probably leave for the weekend, Thursday through Sunday out of the house. So that way you're not having to come and go. You just have it ready to be set for people to see. Um, And then by Sunday, hopefully you've got the offers that you're looking for. You can review them, go through the terms and what makes the most sense for you. And sometimes that's not just the most expensive price. For some people, it's they need a rent back. For others, sometimes it's that they need a um, shorter closing. They want to sell quickly. For others, it's about taking the home as is where we know that the buyer is not going to come back and ask for more credits uh, Mm -hmm. based on the home inspection. So there are a lot of factors that go into what makes something the strongest offer. Um, And the type of financing also is an important one. So those are things that we'd talk through and figure out what makes the most sense for you. Um, and generally, when you have multiple offers, you're you're not needing to do too much negotiation. Um, but you can always go back to certain people and say, "Hey, I really like this about your offer, but you know, I'd really like this." And you do want an agent that's going to express what's most important to you to those agents and those buyers, um, so that it works best for you. Because people always say selling sucks. Buying a home is really fun. You get to choose and set up like your whole next life. But um, selling is really hard. And it's not a lot of fun to be packing up and to be dealing with other people commenting and critiquing the home that you've lived in for a while. So um, hopefully you can find someone that will help to take the suck out of that. Selling
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it really sounds like as I'm hearing you say that, that the walkthrough part and the closing maybe is the shortest, but the most time intensive is the like preparing and renovation or pr- preparing and renovating, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Getting it show ready is really important. And, you know, it's little tiny subtle touches like having a doormat, having a a wreath on your front door, um, having small touches of flowers around the house as well. Those little things, uh, especially when someone's coming to see it in person, it makes a big difference. Um, And that's where the majority of the time is going to be spent by the homeowner doing that declutter decluttering and putting things away um, because you're going to be moving anyway. So you might as well box up some of the things that you don't need now. Um, Mm -hmm. And really once you're under contract, it's usually pretty smooth sailing from there. You've got to get through your home inspection. And if you have a septic system or a well, sometimes they will do inspections on those. Um, And after you have your home inspection and all of that has, has passed, you'll move on to more of the financing side. Um, And if it is a financed offer, that means that the bank's going to send in an appraiser generally, unless the appraisal is waived um, where they come and put a value on the home. And so that, The house should look as great for the appraiser as it does also for the people who came into the house for the showings um, because they're the one that's placing the value on the home. And if they appraise it for lower than the purchase price, then your buyer may have difficulty getting the financing that they need.
0: Oh, wow. That's so interesting that like preparing it for the bank as well. That's so such good insight, especially for someone like me that hasn't gone through the process yet. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. And that's—it's just so amazing to me that the process goes so fast. Is that like a 2022 thing that if you list it Thursday, you're going to get an offer Sunday?
1: Uh, 2021 and 2022. Yeah. Definitely okay. Well, hey. up a bit. it's gonna. I'm sure it will slow down. We're expecting that, um, but it it definitely is is quick. And then once you're you have an offer that's received, it's usually like less than 45 days to close right now.
0: Oh my word. Okay. 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 That's good. So now let's talk to the person buying a little bit, probably a little bit different, um, Mm -hmm. different situation in this climate, but let's talk finances. So, so someone's looking to buy. Um, and I know all of us kind of consider how much can we spend on a home, like mortgage down payment, all of that stuff. What other expenses should, um, should buyers, you know, be aware of and prepare for?
1: So, Of course, you've got your deposit amount, and a lot of the times people are not putting down 20%, which is what historically people were doing. So that's nice that generally you can do a little bit lower than that now. You can get as low as a 0% down loan um, in certain circumstances. But beyond that, you've got your home inspection fee. Generally, it really depends on the size of the house and the home inspector, but my clients generally have a home inspection that's around $550. And after that, you get a really long report with photo evidence of everything that they, they've they documented, which is super helpful. And it gives you kind of this punch list when you do move into the house of little things that you may want to take care of. But you also can use it to help renegotiate as well. Wow. Um, After home inspection, there also is the appraisal fee. So you're paying someone to go out uh, for the bank to give you that value of the home. That really can vary depending on the bank. And sometimes that appraisal fee will be waived if it's a um, FHA loan um, or a VA loan, but that can range from $200 to, to $500 depending on the size of the home. Okay, um, and then lastly, closing costs are a big expense that some people don't know about at all, and they generally are about two to three percent of your purchase price. So, beyond the amount that you are putting down, you also will have to pay fees for um, for getting that mortgage, and so there are a bunch of other closing costs that are kind of wrapped into that, um, as well as the the attorney's fees are part of that as well. So, home inspection fee, your appraisal fee, and then closing costs.
0: Okay, that's really, really helpful. Um, And that's kind of standard across the board, right? So everyone could prepare for those when they're looking to buy.
1: Yeah, Uh, unless you're going to waive a home inspection, which I do not recommend to anyone. uh I always say, even if you're competing against other people that are waiving it, you can say, hey, we'll do an inspection for our knowledge purposes only. And we're not going to ask you to fix anything, but uh, we will do a home inspection. And that protects you as a buyer so that if you do find something that you don't like, you can pull out and get your deposit money back. Ah,
0: okay. Okay. So much wisdom. That's that's really good knowledge. Um, so now... Let's talk about the walkthrough on the flip side. So now we're talking to the buyers. Sure. What things, okay, I guess let's start here. What things should they be looking for that add value?
1: So the biggest things that I have buyers look for are going to be structural, right? You at least want a home that's got really good bones and, you know, is, is structurally sound. So I always have them look at the roof because that's a really big expense. Um, Generally, nowadays, you can have a roof that will last you 30 to 40 years if the right type of shingle is used. Um, But previously, um, they they were not made as well and only really lasted about 20 years. So that can be a big expense that will be upwards of over $10,000. So a roof... Um, and then the mechanicals, you want to take a look at the furnace and look at how the heat is distributed throughout the house, the age of the furnace, that's important. Um, if it does have air conditioning, looking at those compressors and the age of them, those are big ticket items that you always want to look through. Um, and down in the basement going along the whole foundation and seeing if you see any cracks. Obviously that's a structural thing and that can be a big red flag. Um, They can be addressed. There are certain companies that make these really cool substances that can be shot into and injected into these cracks to seal them up and make sure that they don't grow. But it, um, Cracks are, you know, a red flag of something to to make sure to avoid or at least know where they are, so that you can have a professional look more closely at it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Those are so really are really good
1: to be looking for that are more structural. Um, but then, you know, I think the flow of the home is really important. Um, and if you have a family versus you, you know, are living there with a partner alone, you're going to want different things. And the pandemic really taught us that. While the idea of open concept is wonderful and having everyone out there being near each other is great, the -hmm. pandemic showed us that people actually really want to find separate spaces. Um, So I think that's a trend that is starting to go out of style a little bit more. Um, Ah. I do have clients that are saying, I don't want open concept. I want doors to close and walls to separate so that I can work in peace.
0: Yeah, that is so interesting. I haven't heard that talked about yet. But of course, as kids are working on school and more people are working from home. Yeah. Okay. That's really good to be aware of and for potential buyers to be thinking of if they haven't heard that yet. Definitely. Um, are there any questions that people should be prepared to ask during a walkthrough in addition to what you already said? What do you think? Yeah,
1: so generally when you're going into a home, your agent should have the property disclosures ready to show you as you're looking through it. And there's some great information in there, usually if they've filled it out well, the sellers. Um, And it'll tell you the age of a lot of the mechanicals. It'll tell you if they've had issues with water in the basement Um, where really they disclose any information that they have or know about the home. So that's really good to look through and see if there's anything that's left blank or questions that you can ask more about. Um, And so I really do use that property disclosure as as a starting point for the conversation um, about the home. So those those are questions that will come up um, from that document. And... To prepare, I really think, you know, knowing if you like the neighborhood um, and and driving through is important because the pictures may look great and it may look like it's this private, wonderful oasis. But then when you drive by, it may actually be a really busy road or it may be um, a cut through where there's going to be a lot of traffic. Um, Or maybe it's not a cul-de-sac like it looks like in the photos. So seeing its spot on the map and actually driving by and getting the feel of a neighborhood, that's a really important thing to do um, before you get to the home because you don't want to go falling in love with a place where you can't change its location.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've heard of people that, you know, I know everyone's situations are so different, but they have to buy a home before they even move there. And I've always thought, man, that has to be so hard because you can't drive through. But if you have a good agent, they should prepare you well, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and they should do a, sort of a video tour for you where they're driving through the neighborhood and pointing out other homes that are similar, or you know you, you also want to know, is it the best home in the neighborhood or is it the worst home in the neighborhood? Because frankly, having it be the worst home in the neighborhood is great because everyone else's property values drives yours up and you know there's more room for you to put money and equity into the home.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Lots to think about. Um, and to know that it's okay to ask for that kind of video tour. That's a, that's a good thing to keep in our back pocket. Yeah. Um,
1: as a buyer's agent, they really should be doing a lot of legwork for you because there's such low inventory right now. You want to find an agent that can work with you um, to try to help you find homes that aren't even on the market. So, that is a strategy that a lot of agents are using right now where they're calling certain neighborhoods, they're sending mailers, they're even door knocking and trying to get their clients into a certain location where homes are not on the market.
0: Wow. Okay. Hmm. Now, Um, One of the questions that we get a lot. So at gather we have posted articles on like housewarming gifts and what to buy, like gifts to give new homeowners. But on the flip side of that is how to thank our real estate agents. Now, I know that it's really common to show up with a bottle of wine or things like that. But what would you say are good ways that people can thank their agent? Like what gifts are appreciated?
1: Uh, well, honestly, a personal note is the most touching and amazing thing that we ever get um, and telling other people about your experience with them, writing them a, a review on their Google business page. That's like the best possible gift you can get okay. from someone. Um, or, you know, if, if someone really feels strongly that I have want to get them a gift, I would love a meal with them in their house or at a oh. restaurant nearby, you know, so that way we can experience the house together, sit down, talk, enjoy, get to know each other even more in that space.
0: Wow. Wow. That like hearing you say that that's so intentional it's so sweet. And I think it's one of those things that a homeowner might think like is that weird? Is that okay? But I love hearing you say that because I yeah, I think everyone would love it. Everyone would benefit. Definitely. Um okay, that's really really good. Let's see um actually we were talking before this episode about the connection of design and home sales, like the correlation, mm-hmm. right? That's so cool. let's dive into that because you you share so many incredible tips about that whole Side of real estate. Um, so, yeah, take it away.
1: Yeah, I mean, design is super important in real estate, and it's great if people can make intentional choices. And even if someone's not trying to sell their home, but they want to make smart choices about what they're doing inside their home, um, you know, what should they do for that? Um, first off, you can always reach out to someone, an agent and say, Hey, does this make sense? Is this a smart choice for down the line? If I sell in 10 years, will someone like this? And obviously we can't predict exactly what's going to happen with design trends. Um, and there are a lot of people that like white, but white can be very boring and, Mm -hmm. um, some people may, may not like your specific taste. So, um, I do think that, you know, people originally really loved an open concept they really loved white kitchens and those sorts of things change so um making choices that are are more traditional tend to go over better um and you know using a color palette that that makes sense um and is not too bold paint can make such a difference it's really really dramatic and um there's a lot of whites in homes. There's a, um, a lot of grays still. We still see a lot of that with paint color choices and all of that. But, um, you know, I think the kitchen and bathroom renovations, those are big things where if you put your money into it and in a smart way, that you should be able to get good return on your investment there um, when you do go to sell. Shockingly, wow. a couple of other things that give you a great return on your money. Number one is going to be replacing your garage doors, just helps with curb appeal. And um, you can get about a hundred percent of your return on that investment when you do. Goodness.
0: Wow. I mean, you could see that. Like I, I definitely notice when I drive by a house, I'm like, oh my gosh, those doors are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I don't know that I would have thought of that in the selling process. So almost a hundred percent return. I feel like that. Yeah. Everyone's taking note of that. That's great. And bathroom and kitchen, that makes so much sense. What about like? Um, you know, I saw you post something recently about someone's like curtains or wallpaper. Is that important too?
1: Yeah, that's a really smart, um, a good question. So curtains can, can be really polarizing to people and especially if they're, they're patterned. So, um, generally we tell people hang your curtains all the way up to the ceiling so that even if the windows don't go up that high, you're showing the height of that ceiling. And, um, honestly, before I take pictures for listings, we usually take their curtains down. um, And that way, there's more lightness and more brightness that comes in. So um, yeah, if you have beautiful curtains, someone may love it. But um, be prepared that we know that curtains cost a lot of money. Generally, people will spend a a pretty penny on that. Um, And for photos, we, we often will take those down. Okay. Wallpaper is is cool. Um it can definitely transform a space, but I would definitely recommend the peel and stick kind right now which actually looks just as good as, you know, the more traditional wallpaper and yeah. can give you a fun pattern um but not be a permanent thing where someone's going to have to pay someone or spend tons of time trying to remove it if it's not to their taste.
0: I I'm sure there's like a ton of companies, but one that I have my eye on is I think it's called Rocky Mountain Decal. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah, It's like, oh, they're stunning. Yeah. Do they really come off clean? They like do. A- it's shocking. really
1: just in whole strips. They just pull right off.
0: Oh my word. I always watch the um it's kind of like how people watch like cake decorating videos. I always watch the videos of people putting them on, <laughs> just, <laughs> just drool. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's definitely um, harder than they make it look. Uh, getting them to line up those big long sheets, but oh,
0: is it? I'm sure
1: <laughs> once you've done it once or twice, it
0: makes.
1: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So um, we briefly touched on this. I'm not sure if there's anything else you'd want to add, but what um, trends can people expect to see in 2022 in the market?
1: Um, Yeah. So obviously it's been a wild ride lately. Um, Inventory is really low. um, And the way that we talk about the health of the market is based on the amount of inventory. So a balanced market where we have an equal amount of buyers and sellers is when we have six months of inventory. Right now, at least here on the Connecticut shoreline, we have below two months of inventory, which puts sellers in a really big power position. Um, But interest rates recently went above four. And so there's inflation going on. um, And buyers overall are probably going to have less purchasing power unless they're full cash. Um, So this definitely will have a negative impact on the price that sellers can be getting. So we do think it will help to level the market a little bit. 2022 will definitely still be a seller's market. You've got some people like Zillow who are predicting that um, home appreciation is going to increase even more this year than in past years. They said 16% versus last year was 11 to 13%, depending on who you asked. So um, most experts, though, are saying that we'll see less appreciation, so closer to maybe you know 10% appreciation. Uh, But Zillow is definitely being bullish on that and saying that they think we'll get higher appreciation and home prices will continue to rise um, this year. So it's interesting. Um,
0: Maybe other people know this, but I don't. When you say two months inventory, um, explain that to me. What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah,
1: good question. So that means that it's the number of homes that we have, if no other homes came on the market, they would sell out within two months.
0: Okay, okay. That makes sense. It's probably scary for, is it scary for you guys or what is it? A challenge? Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> it's all about supply and demand and there still is so much demands and the supplies are down. So it makes it seem like the supply is really, really low, but they're just getting scooped up really quick.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. 2022. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, so much can change so fast as we've all seen, but right. So good for everyone to keep in mind. Um, So you've given us like so many incredible, just like rich tips, but any other do's and don'ts you want to share for people that are looking to either buy or sell this year?
1: So for buyers, it really is about being patient. Um, Come up with a list of your non-negotiables and you might be surprised about what those are and how they change over your your buying process. But, um, you know, be creative. And as I mentioned, if you can find yourself. You know, an agent where usually this isn't a term that is positive but I feel like for a buyer's agent being a shark is actually a, a great thing someone that's going to, to fight mm-hmm. for you and go out and find you a home that is not on the market um, and that way you can really try to find something that no one else has seen you don't have to deal with multiple offers and competing against other people so uh, for buyers hang in there and definitely look in areas where other people are not. Um, And if you are looking at homes that are on the market, try to look at homes that have been on the market for more than 14 days, because to me, that means that they're overpriced and you can put an offer in under asking and you can also um, not have competition and not be competing against other offers.
0: Very interesting perspective, because I feel like everyone I've talked to that's buying is trying to act really fast, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's a good, that's a good like flip side. Yeah. Yeah. Like that tip. Um, so go buyers. ahead.
1: Um, and then just to reiterate what I said about sellers, selling sucks. <laughs> so again, mm-hmm. try to find someone that can make it suck the least for you, and be prepared for it to, to move quick. You can be in control of your own timeline, but um, be prepared for a lot of showings, and that can be really overwhelming. and And really, your best bet is going to be to try to get away for a weekend and have an agent that's going to communicate with you and fill you in and let you know about how it goes while you're away. And hopefully by the time you're back, you've got multiple offers and can choose from the one that makes the most sense for you in your situation.
0: What a great time to plan a vacation or something, right? Yes, exactly, It's <laughs> a fun side of it. A way to make the process a little bit smoother. Definitely. That's, that's incredible. I feel like this is so valuable. And I think all of us have heard just about the crazy market and almost making it seem like so intimidating so scary but this really broke it down to make it um a little bit more straightforward at least to know what to expect and how to sure. approach the process that's awesome okay good 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 well we end every conversation with the same three questions for all of our guests and we want to hear yours as well sure. um what is something that you've eaten recently and loved
1: okay this is going to make me <laughs> sound like a uh... <laughs> A, a non-chef. Uh, I love to cook, but life is definitely very stressful right now. So I recently yes. discovered the Gobble meal delivery service. Have
0: you heard okay. of that? Uh-uh. So no.
1: They're similar to places like HelloFresh or um what else? Blue Apron. But yeah. Gobble um chops a lot of the vegetables already for you. They give you really great organic meat um, and everything can be ready in less than 15 minutes. So oh, my come I'm home, everything's already in a bag and I just need to assemble it um, or even warm it over the, the stovetop and we'll have a great, feels like a, a chef prepared meal in under 15 minutes.
0: That's so insane. And I mean, like, that's so I'm I'm loving that whole like system for the American family because mm-hmm. it's like so fresh. Right. That's great. I love that. My sister, I was skeptical for a while and my sister um, had like a subscription box coming and wasn't going to be home to eat it. So I took it. We were so impressed.
1: Yeah. And especially yeah. The quality of meats. I mean, we try to do, you know, one vegetarian out of the three we get, but um, I'm really, really impressed with the meat quality, too.
0: Okay. And this is not sponsored by Gobble. but
1: No, I'm not listening. at all. <laughs> that's
0: good. Um, okay. What about a gathering you attended that made you feel a strong sense of belonging? And if you know what it was that made you feel that way, share that as well.
1: Um, so I lived in New Orleans for a little bit and everything down there, that's really where my love of um, homes began back in 2014. But Almost any event that I attended there made me feel like I had a strong sense of belonging, even though I had no family members there. But um, especially with the timing right now, I would say Mardi Gras down in New Orleans, um, what made me uh, definitely strong sense of belonging.
0: <laughs> I've heard just like the design down there. I haven't been, but just the architecture, the design. Um is so beautiful huh like breathtaking yeah
1: all the neighborhoods have such different feels um you've got victorian homes and um you've got you know more modern homes but Everyone is so friendly to their neighbors. They all decorate like crazy for every holiday, but especially Mardi Gras and people bond over food and, you know, being outside, watching these floats go by. It's Hmm. just a wonderful, wonderful place to be, especially during February, which can be generally a pretty gray, dark month. So it's a, a really fun spot to be during that time.
0: Hmm. I love when I hear stories of people living other places and coming home and reflecting because that's like the invitation for us to bring that wherever we go, right? So I'm sure like you've kind of learned from that and adapted and shared that with this community too. That's cool. Um, Okay. Last but not least, something you have found to be beautiful lately, and it could be anything.
1: Uh, So a little silly, but uh, we were away this weekend in Vermont and New Hampshire and waking up early before others, looking outside, seeing the silence of just a wonderful, bright, sunny morning in the snow. Just absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could relate. And something I found to be beautiful lately. I know you and I live in the same town. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the weather this morning and I saw a 60 degree day coming up and I'm like, that's all. I was like, this is going to be a great week. I
1: know. The sun is coming. The warmth is coming. And hopefully this is Sign of spring to come.
0: I know. I kind of ignored the fact that the day after will be thirty degrees, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll take it. Absolutely. Um,
0: okay. Well, where can people find you? If well, okay, let's share this first. Um, who who can you help? Is it only people in Connecticut? Like represent I can help as an agent? People
1: all over. So even if you are not in Connecticut, but you're looking for a great agent in a different. Um, state, you can reach out and I can connect you with people that I work with all over the country and honestly all over the world. And they'll uh-huh. have very similar philosophy to me and do things in a similar way. So I can be a part of that journey with you as well.
0: Okay. Well, where do you want people to reach out if they have um, those starting questions?
1: They can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Emily Lovejoy White. And you can also feel free to DM me. Call me, text me, whatever you need. My phone numbers on my Instagram. You need the
0: Kim Possible um, soundtrack. It's like call yes. me, beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> That's
0: what it reminded me of when you said that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This is so um, so good, especially as you know we're just starting off the year, so a lot to think about and yes, prepare yeah, thank for. So thank but... you for
1: having me, and you've taught me so much about um, you know, gatherings, how to prepare for people. And, um, we've even collaborated and and done some closing gifts together. So yeah, really fun to see how our worlds have, have started to overlap so much.
0: I love it. I love it. Love it. Collaboration is always the way to go, right? Absolutely. So much to learn from each other. Well, thank you so much. This was great, great, great. And I'm excited to see, um, all the people you help in the process.
1: Thanks Katie.
0: Thanks guys. See you next week.